there's one thing I noticed. So I've had MMA guys in here. There's one thing I noticed that y'all all have in common. And there's just, there's a humble, peaceful, peacefulness about you. Mm-hmm. And when you come in, you're not trying to prove yourself. You're not puffing your chest out. Um, and most fighters that I have on, dude, are just like, hey, man, how are you doing? And, and just really, really humble. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, it, well, in my opinion, I think it's because we know, like, we go into the ring or the cage, where whatever the combat sport is, and we know, like, we're going to go in there to, I guess you can say, hurt someone, you know? Um, at the end of the day, is it, it is all sport. There's no really bad blood. Some people do try to make it bad blood, but, like, me, in my case, I just, it's just a sport. It's a business. Um, so I think that's how, that a lot of, a lot of fighters I know as well, they're very humble, very calm and composed because we go in there to hurt someone we don't really got to prove ourselves or Mm -hmm. um because not that many people will step into a ring or a cage um but it's just something like like, it's not um like you said we're just humble with it even i've noticed that people people with yoga that do yoga and i'm not trying to say yoga is as intense or whatever but there's almost like a self-understanding that that y'all have, man. I've never done yoga. I ain't stretchable. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't flexible at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I know some like medit like meditating. Um, I pray a lot. You know, I'll, I'll sit every morning before I eat, uh, before I train, before I spar. Always praying, uh, asking, asking my 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 Lord and Savior to just keep me calm, composed um, every day, and just it just helps a lot. Dude, why aren't you shy about that? About my about your lord and savior jesus christ he's helped me he's it's like uh in the bible it says those who um exalt me in front of in front of in front of others i'll exalt in in, in front of my 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 father so it's like i'm not i'm not doing it because of that i'm just doing because he's helped me so many times i've been i've been down before i've been i've been up and he's taking things away from me just to get me closer to him and so it's just a blessing to be able to have that that father figure I have my dad, of course, right? But he is that that loving father that just wants to give us and give us and give us, and he'll 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 take care of us if we give him if we if we glorify him. So you haven't always been the champion, and and you've been through some hard times. Yeah. So, so going back, how'd you start? What like why boxing? So back when I was, if I choke up, I choke up, dude. Uh, that's okay. Back when I was a, a four. Um, Freshman to a sophomore, I was bullied in high school. So my freshman year, I was very scrawny, very skinny. My metabolism was just super crazy. I would just eat a lot, and I wouldn't get, I wouldn't gain weight. Uh, so I was bullied my freshman year uh, by a lot of like the f- football players, the, the bigger dudes. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna stop playing football. I'm gonna go just stay home or whatever. My sophomore year, I was bullied, and so I gained my, I guess my my metabolism stopped, and. Uh, and I started, I gained weight. I got chubby. So I was not always bullied because I was chubby and short or whatever. And, uh, that's mine, dude. Okay. And, uh, cardinal sin right there when you're doing a bucket. <laughs> yeah. I made sure I just, um, where was I? Yeah. So my sophomore, I was bullied as well. So I was like, you know what? Let me, just, I, 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 I wanted a box just for self defense. You know, yeah. Just be able to, to, you know, defend myself for whatever case. Um, I went to my, my, my junior year, the summer of going, uh, before junior year, I got in, 
And my trainer was like, hey, you're getting really good. Oh, I was like two months in. He was like, you're, you're getting really good fast. I want you to fight. I was like, I don't want to fight. No, like I just want to learn how to defend myself. He was like, you're going to be upset at yourself later on because you're getting really good. You're, you have a lot of potential. So I was like, oh, you know what? Fine. I fought my first fight. I won. It was a, a Golden Glove Open, um, like a tournament style. What? So I, I won my first fight, and then I, fought, I lost my second fight. But I was supposed to. I was in Austin. I fought some guy that I wasn't supposed to fight, but it was whatever the case. So after that, I, no, no, I'm dude. I'm just. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. So your first fight, like going back to you, you getting good, right? Mm-hmm. What fueled that? Was it anger over being bullied? Um. Kind of, kind of, but I was very, like, so my dad was a, a, an amateur fighter as well when he was my age at the so time. in your blood, dude. Yeah. So he always taught me a little here and there, but I was never really the, <clears throat> I guess you can say, I never really, really wanted to fight. I just wanted to defend myself mm. for whatever reason. And even, like, now, like, even in boxing as, as a pro, you go in there to defend yourself because the other guys come in and hurt you. You got to defend yourself and hit, hurt him, try to hurt him back, of course. I guess you can say it was just in my blood. Um, my my work ethic was, I would get, I would be the first one in, last one out, um, and that's just I was just always training every all day, all day every day. I would leave uh, from high school, walk home, grab something, eat quick, and go train. And I would open the gym from, for for my coach at the time, and I would leave, I would close it up for him, and I would go back home, go to school, train, school, train. That's all it was. They say consistency beats talent every single time, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got talented people that just wash out because they can't work, yep. you know, and it's sad, dude, but that, that's that's amazing, man. Uh, and you fell in love with it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I fell in love. Um, so I I fought amateur from 17 to about 20 years old, about three or four years. Um, in that time frame, I was 18 and one. Oh, 17 and one, eight, 18 fights total. My, sec- my only loss was my second one? fight. And after, so after the second fight, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to lose anymore. I'm going to. Dedicate myself harder and harder and harder. And sure enough, it, it paid off. Um, I had 16 straight wins, um, a couple by, by stoppage, whatever. But in amateur, it's very different. Um, and then, so I'm, on my last fight, it was getting very expensive to go out and train or go out and fight in Austin, Houston, Dallas, or Fort Worth, like the travel fees, the, the gear and everything. Mm. So I was like, you know, I need to make money. So I stopped. Boxing for about four years, completely. Stopped boxing, started my own business. Thank God, it's it went great. And then back what's your in, business? Are you still doing it? Yeah, so I do. I do uh, uh, Herbalife Nutrition. Yeah, yeah, man. So I do Herbalife. I opened up a shop here in town. Um, Where are you located at? Uh, 109 Methodist Encampment. 109 Methodist spot, Encampment. The same spot as the gym. Um, yeah. So right now we're doing some things with the city, and hopefully we'll be back up maybe January, February of, of the next year. Dude, when you're back up, come back on and, and yeah. announce it, man. Sure, yeah, well, sure. you don't have to, but you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, yes. My platform's at your disposal anytime, dude. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. And um, so, yeah, so finally the, the business took off, and I had a lot of free time um, for, because of the business. And I was like, you know what? I want to train again. And then uh, I, I, I was always, like, thinking about it. I was watching fights, and one day my trainer now, he walked into my shop. And he bought a protein shake, right? He was like, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a fighter. He was telling me. I was like, bro, I used to box. He was like, oh, we're, we're going to go spar today. Like, you should come. So I, I was so excited. It was like 
I'm getting chills right now because I was so excited. <laughs> and so I went to Walmart. I had no gear here. Everything was back. I'm so I'm not from Kerrville. I'm from South Texas. Like Where South, at South Texas? Helen. The Valley? The Valley. Dang, yeah. dude. So okay. I had no gear here. It's a four-hour drive. I was going to drive four hours to go get all my stuff. So I went to Walmart. I bought gloves. I bought hand wraps. I was just super excited. I bought a mouthpiece, a little cheap one. I was super excited. So I went um, and I sparred. I sparred three guys. And I dropped two of them. And I, at the time, so the time frame where I was, I stopped boxing, I was lifting weights. So I was very, I was big. I was like 185. I was like a heavyweight. Just super solid. And I went in and just that love came back when I started sparring. It was just. It's in you, man. Yeah, it just like hit me. And I just stopped. I stopped. Um, Weightlifting, like completely, for about two months. I was just training and training. And then the opportunity came in to open my own gym here in town as well. Um, and it, was, it just uh, kicked off. And, and yeah, we're here now. What a blessing, dude. What a blessing, yes. Really. Um, so, so lifting and, and fighting, do you, do you still lift while you're training? Not really. So we do lift. Um, it's just a, a different type of lifts that we do. Because with... When you lift, as I was powerlifting, so I was lifting like deadlifts, squats, very slow movements, um, more for size and strength. Whereas a boxer, you got to be fast, you got to be agile. Of course, you do you do want to be strong, but not to the point where you're slow. You get me? Yeah. So we do different different workouts, like explosive workouts, explosive lifts, um, a bit more fast paced. Man, dude. So boxing. I mean, you see a lot of a lot of um, CTE and a lot of uh, concussions and a lot of, does that ever worry you? I mean, it has, you know, it has its price, right? Yeah, it does. But it's just part of the, it's like just part of the territory that comes with any combat sports, any sports period. I know TT concussions is a lot of very common in like football and stuff. So it's just, it just comes with the territory of, of sports and especially combat sports because you're getting hit. Our body is not, our head, especially, is not meant to be hit with a cushion. Mm. You know, if you get hit with bare knuckle, it's better than getting hit with a cushion. Why? That's just the way the body is. Really? So, like, I guess, I think, I saw an article, the cushion creates, like, a, an impact that'll vibrate your brain. So, when you get hit bare knuckle, it's bone to bone. Really? It doesn't really create that, that, that movement in the brain. Man, well, I mean, I guess that's how God made us, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. Because a glove initially is to is only to protect your wrist and your knuckles. The glove. It's not really to protect to protect us. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I've been hit with the boxing glove and it didn't feel like there was a boxing glove there, <laughs> dude. Yeah. So um you went to Corpus recently mm-hmm. and at the American Bank Center. Dude, what happened? You <laughs> went represent I mean, everybody in Kerrville is proud of you. Yeah, I know. I saw I saw the it was just super crazy. I've, I've we we went to Mama Cita's like a week. It was like a week <laughs> after, right? Because I was finally be, I was I was finally uh, able to eat. You know, because when you when you're training, you're on weight cut. You're watching your calories, your sodium intake. It's, it's really it's tough. It's tough. And so finally, after I was able to eat good, we went to Mama Cita's, and we got approached by by a couple people and said, "Hey man, congrats on your fight!" I, like I don't want to interrupt your meal, but congrats. And I was like, "Oh, at Walmart as well." It was just yeah. super super weird, like different for me because. One, I don't like to, I don't like to, to get like, I guess you say, idolized or glorified or whatever. Yeah, you're very but, humble. I could, I could tell, man. I really. But can. it does feel good when someone's like, like I guess it just feels good because of the hard work that you put in. It's kind of like the little payout. 
Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, so we went to Corpus. It was like the guy's hometown. Um, but I had a lot of, I have a lot of fans, a lot of family and friends that drove from Curvo, San Antonio, from the Valley out to Corpus. And we had a, we had a, a big, a big crowd there. It was kind of like if I was the hometown favorite, you know? Really? So, yeah. So it was, it was a good, good, good match. The guy fought tough as nails and I was hitting him with some shots and he never dropped. I really? was like, bro, please take a knee or something. I was hitting him with hooks, everything, hard shots. And he just never, never fell. Six guy. rounds, right? Six rounds straight. Yeah. Tough guy. Kudos to him. Um, but yeah. Was that a bad blood kind of fight, or were y'all respectful all the way? Super respectful. Really? Yeah. Even after, like, we we I prayed over all his 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 fans that were there. That I was getting booed at at the moment, but I was, you know what? God said, "Hey, pray for them." So I, I prayed for them all. Hope they all got home safely. And uh, and after I was talking to him, and and we exchanged some words and stuff, and it was a, uh, and we exchanged our numbers, our our social media. So yeah, it's, it, there was no I. Like I said, I don't like to have any bad blood with any because it's a sport. It's not really like, oh, I, I don't really hate. I don't hate anyone, of course. But I don't really hate someone that I'm going to be hitting, you know? Why is it when, when two men engage in, in combat sports, at the end, there's this kind of bond created? And what happens, dude? I don't know. It, it always, it's always like that. Even in sparring, like during, during the sparring, yeah, you may feel like, oh, boom, 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 boom. You're hitting them hard and just, but after it's like, you give each other a hug or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just, I guess it's a sense of respect because you're both in the ring where other people wouldn't step in that ring. Yeah. Because it's, it's a, like I said, it takes a lot to get into the ring. I wonder if it's something embedded within our DNA, like way, way deep, like primal kind of, you know? Could be. Like, like kind of just nature's way of dealing problems out, N men's natural way of handling problems, you know, or to the death, you know? But, it just you see it all the time professional even in mma boxing wrestling these guys hate each other and they're talking trash the whole time and you're like oh my gosh they're gonna kill each other and then afterwards the loser raises the victor's hand yeah. and it's like what happened dude and yeah. what happened in that ring yeah it so sometimes it's like, like i said it's probably just the respect because some well i've never had any bad blood there's been some guys that they, they've tried to get under your skin under mm -hmm. your nose and stuff but i just don't i just brush it off because if you go in there angry or upset, you'll lose. You'll start overthinking things, and you just got to be calm and composed. But I think it is a sense of respect that you have for the other guy that stepped in. I gave you the opportunity, one, to be able to have that, that combat match or um, just that he came in and, and he gave you a good fight. How does, how does boxing and combat sports affect your life, your everyday life? I think about it all day. That's really? all I do, yeah. That's all I do. I dream it. I live it. I think about it all day. Um, How do you control it? How do you control just not knocking somebody in the mouth, dude? <laughs> you know? It's funny because sometimes we'll be at, at Walmart or something, and I'll joke around with my girlfriend, like, hey, babe, you want to know what? She'll be like, what? It's funny how no one in this place can knock me out. Dude, hey. <laughs> it's super, super funny. But it's all joking, you know. You're a champion, though. <laughs> and, and that's, you got to, you always wonder, what does a champion think like? That's what a champion thinks like. You have to think that way to be a champion. You have to know you're the best yeah. and truly believe it and know God's on your side. Dude, all these winners, they have Christ on their side, man. I'm not trying to get too. Uh, Spiritual. Yeah, I don't, I'm not trying to be all pushy, dude. 
you know, before I was a Christian, I what what used to put me off was people just trying to. Uh, uh, and I'm like, yeah, Man, just let, let, you know, I don't know. I gotta find I, that medium, you know. Yeah, I think I think for us as as believers, it's very like the like me whenever I talk to someone, I just want them to feel what I feel, like what I've felt. Yep. By by Jesus Christ, it's like just a sense of love or something that you can't feel by someone else or something else or say if it's a substance or a person you can't feel that from someone else you can only feel it from jesus christ i think that's why we want to just push it on people but yeah you have to find that median because it's like you said it's some before like even too before i was very like oh, i don't want to talk about it mm -hmm. want, and now i'm just like if they take it they take it if they don't they don't yeah my pastor said something dude he was like he's because you know Jesus used to get a lot of crap for being with tax collectors and the prostitutes and like what are you what are you hanging out with these people for you know and um I told like when I first first got into it dude my pastor was, I said what do I do do I befriend all these people that are sending he's like John you send I send we all send he's like there's there's may just be different out in public you know I got gay friends I got friends who you know, are, are trans. I got friends who, who uh, cheat on their wives. I got friends who are, you know, I, if my friends are sinners, I'm a sinner, dude. But I just, you know, I, I cuss all the time, dude. I, I'm far from perfect. I know I am. But so my, my pastor said, sometimes you're the closest thing to Jesus they have. So don't be too pushy, but just let them know, man. Just let them know. I like that. And dude, you know, it's, it's it's helped you know but i don't know i went on a little rant there but i i, I know what you're talking about yeah. I, f I feel you on that subject you know you got to find that medium but that's the one thing i noticed when i first met you man when i like you walked through the door and you were just humble and i'm like dude he's got it <laughs> have you ever met a navy seal no they're the same way bro yeah same exact way very humble they, they they're they know, dude. Yeah. They know. They know you know too. You know, <laughs> it's just that thing. But um, okay. You said you've been to Vegas before. Yeah. Okay. What happened in Vegas, man? So I fought in April, um, <clears throat> here in San Antonio, and I won in a minute. I I won by knockout in a minute. I dropped him like it was like five times, six times when the ref was just like, "All right, you're done." So I won. And then I took like three days off, and they, I got a call for an opportunity in in Vegas on a big, big uh, promotional card, PBC, and it was just a, it was a big blessing. So we took it like a, it was about a month notice. So we took it, and we trained hard. And the 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 guy I fought, he was a, a eleven time national champion, like bit, a, like a super super good guy. But so I was ranked in Texas as ranked number four, fourteen in Texas and number three in. Out in South Texas as, a, as an amateur. So I was you know what, I've fought, I've fought, I've fought with great guys, sparred with the great guys. So I was you know what, it's going to be a good, a good opportunity, one, to get my exposure out there, and two, um, it's going to be a great fight. So I was, you know what, we took it, and we trained hard. It was, he was a taller guy. So taller, lanky. Had that reach. He had that reach. So, but I'm very good with, uh, with tall fighters. I love fighting with tall fighters. Why? Because I, I move my head good. So I say, right, I move my head real good, and uh, I just I could, I could get in, make them miss, make them slip or, or slip their punches, and just counter and stuff like that. 
Mm. So, unfortunately, I did lose that fight, and I went in in the first round. At the at the, the last ten seconds, at in every fight, the last ten seconds, they clapped the the wood. Yeah, sh- yeah, sh- to let you know. And I threw him a straight, and he ducked. He went right under, and he came up with his head like, like he stood up. And that's that's what got you. That got me my first my very first ever head or cut. I was, and I couldn't see. So at the moment, the my right eye was cloudy, completely cloudy. I couldn't see nothing out of it, at all. And it, so the I went to the corner. I was like, hey, I can't see out of my out of my eye. I can't see it. And my coach was like, do you want me to stop it? I was like, no. I got mad. We just started. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll fight with one eye. I'm good. I, I can see this one. And so my orbital cracked. My orbital was fractured. And there and was you still went back out. Yes, yeah, I still went in. I guess it's the warrior, the warrior in it, you know, in the Mexican warrior. That's right. And uh, we went in or whatever, and I, it was tough. It's hard to fight with one eye. Like, you can't see things here. I can't see nothing like this. And it was just white. And your depth perception, too, dude. Yeah. It was just white. Like, it, it felt like if there was, like, a like a cotton ball in, in front of my eye. It was weird. It, it was something like, it didn't hurt. I was fine. I was fine, but I just couldn't see. And at the end of the third, thank God, he hit me with a hook, a left hook, and it cleared up my vision. What? Yeah. Like, not perfect, but it was like, I could see. And I was like, so I went back to my corner. I was like, hey, I could see it. I could see out of my eye. And he was like, knock him out. Go for the kill. So I was, and I was already, I was all bloody. Uh, my whole family was there. My girlfriend was there. And they all went to Vegas, too. And I was all bloody because I was all cut. I was cut up. And... I was like, all right, come on, let's go. We, like, I got this, I got this. So we went in, and I, I could see good. I was sitting his punches, making him miss, hitting him. And then I got into the inside, I started ripping the body. And he buckled like twice, and then he would just hold me because he was taller. He would hold me and put his weight on my, on, my, on, my, on my head. That's strategy? Strategy, yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought they were doing it just because they were weak and tired, but it's no. strategy, huh? Yeah, so like sometimes it's because they're tired, but most times if they're hurt, They'll hold you until the ref says, all right, break. Yeah. And so he did that. And once the ref would break us, he would go on his back foot and try to keep me away. And I would just keep on coming forward, coming forward, and making him miss, going under his shots, and pa, pa, pa. And I, but unfortunately, yeah, that, it was only four rounds. That fight was only four rounds. If it, if it would have gone six, I, made it, I may have came out with the win. You have endurance, huh? Yeah. So, and I was fine. Like, I wasn't tired after the fight, so I could have kept on going. But unfortunately, Is that frustrating. Yeah, it's very frustrating because one, you don't want to get headbutt. If it was a, a punch that made the cut or whatever, mm-hmm. completely fine. You know, it's part of the game. But headbutt, and it's like, ah, oh, dude, I could have avoided that. Was that on purpose? You think? Uh, I don't think so. Well, you know, I don't think so. You know, like, the kid was very humble, very, very cool. You know, there's not, there wasn't really like a, like a bad, like uh, his demeanor wasn't mm-hmm. like. You know, like that. I got you. Like, uh, like a dirty fighter. So it was just something that I he he slipped my punch. He came up to get to stand up straight, and he just his he's he was like six two. So this force coming up from a duck, coming up, and his head he was bald too, so there was no cushion from here. So it just cracked. And oh, I see it, bro. Yeah. So, so they um they judged him the winner. But he didn't like knock you out. No, 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 no. I was fine after the fight. I was laughing with the ju- with the doctors when they were stitching me up. So I was I was completely fine. But so I went to the to the hospital because I had to get an MRI scan. 
because I couldn't, I was seeing double at the time. And so on my eye, I think there's like four, four muscles that move the eye. Mm-hmm. The one on the, the muscle on the bottom was kinked on a, on a fracture. It was like stuck in a fracture like this. Oh, dang. So every time I would look up, I would see double like bad. Like it was like weird. And so they, had, they made me do some exercises and it unkinked a little bit. So now I see double very slightly, only when I look up, like far up like this. It's still kinked? A very, but very little. It's what like, happens if it stays like that? Do they got to go do surgery and get there, it out? Yeah, there's a surgery, but it's like, it says like a 1-5% chance. And it's like $10,000. I'm like, 1-5% chance it will work? That it will, like, fix it. So I'm like, eh. Oh, my gosh, dude. I don't even notice it. Like, I, I never, I'm never like this only. And it's getting better. They say that, it, that it, with time it could get better. Just keep doing exercises, keep moving your eyes around, or it'll just stay like that for now. Is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I, like I said, I, I love I love boxing. Um, you know, thank God. So I fought I fought again in November in Corpus where I got this bad boy. That's right. Um, and we and we good thing he, uh, this guy was about he was a bit shorter than me. He was like five six. I'm five eight, and we just clashed heads straight on. And that's what cut just it was just a cut. Thank God. It was just a cut, it just opened up my scar and, and yeah, but it went deeper. So I I have eight stitches. Well, I had uh two inside and six outside. You still have a stitch in there? No, I have none. No? Man. Well dude. the ones inside dissolved. Yeah. But I had a great cut man. Um he I got cut on the second round, second or third. Uh in the second and my cut man will just Cleaned up good, and he, and I wasn't bleeding at all. He, he's a great cut man. Shout out Slick. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. So, what is your record right now? Right now it's four and two. Uh, my first loss was, so I only started. I started my pro career last September. Last September, so I already have six fights. My only loss, my my, my first loss was December of last year. Um, it was at a lower weight at 154, my first time fighting at 154. And I had never, I hadn't been 154 in years. Cause like I said, I had weight trained before mm. I was 185 and my first two fights are at 165. So it was a 154 at, at 11 pound difference. And I was like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to get drop that weight? So I was eating only like, I was only eating like tuna, like only tuna, no carbs. I was just Protein, protein, no yeah, carbs. Yeah, but your body needs fats, carbs. It needs everything yep. to function right. Yep. And when I went into that fight, I just didn't feel my legs under me. Like it was just bad. That's why. That's when like nutrition takes a huge toll. Like you gotta take care of your nutrition. Of course, you gotta work out, but you gotta eat healthy. Eat healthy. Take take proteins, vitamins, minerals, supplements. That's where herb life comes in. And drinking your water and stuff. But yeah, I didn't have my my legs were under me that fight and. I didn't get hurt or anything. Like I wasn't, I was, I just couldn't. When I would hit, he wouldn't move. Like I would just, like it felt like I was hitting like a pillow. You know, mm. it just felt weird. And but you know, I'm not taking away anything away from the guy. He, oh yeah, yeah. He beat me for, uh, fair and square. It was a four, a four, a four round uh, match. And after that, I was like, you know what? I gotta double down on my nutrition. I gotta find out what my body will will react to to drop to that weight. You know. So my next fight was, that was December. My next fight was April at 154. And I felt my nutrition, my nutrition was on point. I was eating good. I was eating uh, good, solid meals, but I was still dropping, you know. 
and that's the fight I won in a minute, you know? Man. Yeah. So I felt great. And I, I called the guy, I called him out after the fight. I called him out and he, they said no. Like to get the rematch? Yeah. He said no. The original, the one you lost to originally? <clears throat> my, first, my first one. Dude, so what I, I personally think, I'm not a boxer, I'm not a fighter, I'm not a professional, but I think losing is important and the lessons you learn from losing yeah. is important. Um, had you been undefeated your whole career, do you think you would be as knowledgeable as you are now about fighting? No, because some, you need that loss. You, you need to feel it already so you won't be scared of it later. You get me? So it's like I tell my guys, like, everything is a learning experience. I have a bunch of uh, young fighters that are going to go amateur soon. So I was like, if you lose, just take it as, as, a, as a lesson. Not, you're not always going to win. There's always going to be someone better. Always. You know, but you just got to train hard, train hard, eat right, and focus on, on your craft. But yeah, it's part of it's part of you have to lose. I know there's only like a couple fighters in, in ever retired that had that are undefeated, like Mayweather and stuff like that. But you have to feel that loss. Mm. You know? I, I think you know, there's such a correlation between just boxing and, and life in general, you know. When you lose, you losing dude, boxers have a long time between matches too and you gotta sit on that eat on that and just man i lost i lost i lost and then you got to reflect on it what did i do wrong how do i fix it next time and then in life sometimes you don't get that next time you know yeah. that's why i think failure if you can fail and survive i think that's that's a superpower bro yeah. it's it's a superpower to fail and learn from that failure and to not crumble. If you learn how to fail, dude, you're unstoppable. There's a lot bro. of people that that will fail and they just go downhill. Yeah, they crash because they don't know how to cope with with failure. They don't know how to cope with losing, and that's you have to be very strong, strong-minded. Dude, you know who was the worst at that? Me. Yeah. Yes, bro. My ego, dude. My ego was horrible, bro. I had no ego. I had no self-esteem, and because of that. I was uh, cocky for no reason. I had to, just like I said, you have nothing to prove when you walk through the door. I had everything to prove because I had no, I had I had nothing going for me at that time, you know. So, so that was me, bro. I would fail and it would crumble me, and I wouldn't learn from it. I wouldn't grow from it, and it took me a while to understand. And uh, and it's kind of vulnerable admitting that, but I'm at a point now where my self esteem's a lot higher. Um, you know, and I, and I am winning and I'm doing great. And I'm, I hope somebody hears that and it's like, well, shit, it's not just me, you know, (laughs) and and you too. I hope people listen to you and, and, um, they're like, man, well, Javi, dude, he's lost before, but he's a champion, bro. Champions lose too, dude. Champions lose too. And then they win again. And that's why they are champions, bro. That's why y'all are champions. But Dude, I when I saw you, I was like, bro, I gotta have him on. I gotta pick his brain. Um, what advice do you have to the Javi ten years ago, dude? Um, if you could look back on your younger self, what would you tell yourself uh to make your life a little easier? I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't I would just let it the way it played Ew. out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because the way it played out is Ouch. Yeah. No, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, we, we we can't. This is going back to being a little more spiritual. Everything's already set in stone. You know, everything we're gonna do five, ten minutes from now, it's already set. You know, so I can't really change the past. I can't change the future. You know, so. God, God, God said, "Hey, you're gonna do this. You're gonna be this. You're gonna do this, 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 this. You're gonna mess up here. You're gonna do good here." And it's just, all right, dude. That's amazing. And I found that, I found that a couple of years ago. Actually, I didn't really embrace it till like six months ago or eight months ago. Is that it's gonna happen? It's gonna happen either way. So you just do your freaking best. Do as best as you can. Like me, I I sell houses. I get people I care about into houses. I get people I care about houses sold. And I do my best. And I do every single thing I can do. And I say, dear Lord, if you, there's an opportunity. I know you're going to give me an opportunity. I know the opportunity is there. I'm not asking for it. I'm asking for the vision to find it. And just don't, please keep that fire under me. Please keep me going. Don't let me give up because I know it's out there. If you just put it out there, I'm going to find it. And, dude, I, I think, dude, as long as we go to bed knowing that every single day we did our best to find that opportunity, then we should leave the rest on God. Yeah. If you knock, he'll, he'll answer. That's right, yeah, dude. Knock and just, if, you, if you go out there and look and look and look, he'll lay it out for you. Yeah, dude. And ask, bro. A lot of people don't ask for what they want, man. You know, I, I've learned to be a little more assertive and not, not uncomfortably assertive, but just to be like, ask, ask, what's the worst that somebody can say? Mm-hmm. You know, they could say, no, thank you. Most of the time it's polite, you know, but you'll never know unless you ask, dude. You would have, that, that four years you took off, bro, it, it's, it's like God was just telling you, hey, it's here, mm-hmm. it's in you. And it was lying dormant within you, dude. When I would when I would lift weights, I would do like a little like a ten minute cardio. I would rather uh, run the treadmill and back home back in back in the valley. I would go to Gold's Gym. And they had this little, a small little bag, and I would just take my my gloves and just hit it for ten minutes as my cardio. But like deep down, I guess you can say it was always just there, always there, always feeding me, always feeding me. And so <clears throat> I always had it there, like I had the itch to to box. But yeah, so it was always those four years. I was every day was ten, at least ten minutes of of bag or ten minutes of shadow boxing, jump rope. Dude, you you were um, what did they say? Like you were visioning it. Like, did you know? Did you did you know deep inside that you'd be in the ring again? No, you didn't. Not at all. Yeah, I I, I talked back with my coach, and he was like, dude. Two years ago, when we first opened the gym, we didn't think we'd... I just wanted to open the gym so I, could, so I could train myself. So I could train, hit the bag. And one thing led to the next. We started sparring in San Antonio. The first, uh, It was like the first month I sparred in San Antonio. Um, I sparred some guy, and his coach, which is my matchmaker now, was like, hey, do you want to fight? I was like, I want, I want to try. He was like, so he was like, hey, I'll call you tomorrow. And he called my trainer, and sure enough, my first fight was in the Valley. Are you serious? Yeah, and I, I won that one in a minute and 10 seconds by knockout. Where do you have your next fight planned? Yeah, February, hopefully. What? Yeah. Bro, where? <laughs> when? <laughs> uh, here in San Antonio. 
Okay. Do y'all know where it's at? I don't know the, the event yet, like the, the venue. Okay. But and I'm not too exactly sure on the day. I know How do our listeners find out? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. You're fine. Um, Got excited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be posted on, on my social media. That's what on your personal page? Yeah. Or the, the boxing page. Either or. Okay, you have two pages. Yeah, so my my Instagram for my personal Instagram is the real underscore Javi with two eyes, and then my boxing one is Diamond Boxing Club underscore Kerrville. Diamond Boxing Club Kerrville. For the kids listening out there that want to get into this, that that want to start training, how do they get a hold of you? They could just message me personally or to the gym. Or to my number, they could call or text my number, um, or our Google page as well. Just Diamond Boxing Club, man. My number's on there as well. Diamond Boxing Club, um, Herbalife. Um, dude, what don't you do? I know, right? Change lives. That's all right, dude. No, you, I, your last question, man. And I ask everybody this: um, What type of legacy do you want to leave? Not not just in boxing, but you as a man. And it can be in boxing if that's your legacy. But what legacy um, do you want to leave here when your days are, are, are gone? A Christ-centered one. You're saving souls, brother. Yeah, so at the gym, too, like, I try to have everyone, all the guys, people coming from the, from, I guess, like, from high school, they're not really, like, I guess some are bullied or some just don't have that loving touch at home or whatever it is. So I try to be that, that loving brother, but like the, the older brother, I'm the oldest one there, more than likely, right? But I try to get everyone closer, to, closer and closer to Christ because like I said, no one can feel that, that void that people are missing except Jesus Christ. So if I could leave a legacy by getting people closer and closer to Jesus, I'm good. I, like, I don't need this. Like, this is just like a little extra. It's like a little price, you know? But... My main goal is getting people closer to to Jesus Christ. Who who do you follow for motivation, dude? Like, if you're just like, you're like, look, I'm not feeling it today. Like, who who do you put on YouTube that you're just like, this is my boy? Who? Uh, oh, Brian Trejo. He's a Christian a Christian uh, uh, rapper. Yeah. Brian T. I read the Bible a lot. I get a lot of my our our motivation from the Bible. I'm not really. I don't. I don't like. I don't li- really. Listen to motivational things. I feel it's very like they're like trying to like freaking sell you. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's like some are genuine, of course, yes, but there's some that are just like like it's too hard. Hey, bro, chill out. Like, yeah, dude. You know? So I guess, but that's my personal. And preference. then you look at him; he's like four hundred pounds. You're like, what the hell, dude? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like some of them don't live it. You know, and nothing against anybody that's overweight, bro. But if you're you gotta you gotta lead from the front, you know. Yeah. I really think it's that way. Um, your story reminds me a lot of uh, David Goggins. I don't know if you've heard of David Goggins. Yeah, yeah. Carry the boats. That's my boy, dude. <laughs> he don't care, dude. He's yeah, out. He's, in- he's crazy. He's rowdy, man. He's he like- is. But, dude, um, he's got a book called uh, Can't Hurt Me. And um, his beginnings were a lot like yours. Like, um, he had hard beginnings. He was overweight, uh, bullied. Um you know, he just, he just trying to find a divot, trying to find where where his, uh, you know, where he was meant to be. And uh, he found it through discipline and 
self, um, I guess self, uh, suffering, dude, not self, you know what I'm trying to say, dude, like, um, like pushing yourself, pushing yourself, but damn, choreographed self suffering, I guess, you know what I mean yeah, yeah, though, I right? But, uh, that's, I look up to him, you know, and I, there's a lot of other people I look up to, including Christ and, and, um. I always like to ask prominent people I have on, who do you look up to, you know? But Javi, um, it's an honor, dude. Honor's mine. Um, uh, last time, dude, anybody that wants to get the Herbalife hookup, dude, that wants to come see your gym, anything, dude, uh, how do they get a hold of you again, bro? Uh, if you want Herbalife, you can hit up me or my girlfriend. It's the real Javi, underscore, or the real underscore Javi. With two eyes. With two eyes. And then yours is the real Toby. The real dot Toby. And then for the gym guys, just Diamond Boxing Club underscore Kerrville or our Google page, just either or. It's, all our stuff is on there. And, uh, yeah, we, I encourage you guys, if you want to wanna just get fit, you know, if you're having trouble at school, if you, if you want a place to come talk to someone or get prayed over, I got you. That's right, everybody. El Diamante.